All right, family, we are live. Welcome to the Power Call, this morning's Power Call. And we're going to be going over the source of strength, part two. If you missed part one, you got to go check out last week's part one. Uh, because Friday we had a man, man, we had a blacktastic time with Brother Willie. He broke down where is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in Scripture. So that was a magnificent uh, blacktastic uh, presentation. So make sure y'all go check that out on YouTube every morning. Uh, we also streaming on Facebook and YouTube. So if y'all ever want to check out the replays, they will be on Brother Ben X. YouTube. So we're not going to uh, waste no more time. Let's get over to the minister and we're going to listen to again. This lecture is called The Source of Strength. Go ahead with it. I wear a bow tie. I tell you wear one. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's all right if you want to wear one, but know why the hell you got it on. Right. Right. What are you wearing for? Oh. Oh, I'm the to wear. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. You gonna imitate a bow tie? The minister standing up for truth. Why aren't you doing that? <laughs> Minister's a respecter of women. Why aren't you doing that? Right. Don't wear my damn bow tie. Robe yourself in principles and then be your beauty. It's a uniform. But that uniform don't mean a cookie cup. Come on, make it plain. I can't be you. That's right. right. Can you imagine how silly a man looks trying to be a woman? <laughs> Some of you don't realize how silly you look. <clears throat> Switching down the street. <laughs> Talking soft. <laughs> Hell, if I want somebody to talk soft, there she is. Right. You can't talk softer than her. When she's talking soft, <laughs> you can't talk sweeter than her. When she wants to be sweet, so why the hell should I allow you to be sweet to me? <laughs> Dirty religion. should the Africans become Arabs? Because they accepted Islam. Listen to me now. Why can't I still be an African? Proud of my heritage in Nigeria, in Senegal, in Mali, in Ghana, in Egypt, in Sudan, without becoming an Arab. That's right. Why should I imitate Arab culture? Some of you 
get to be a Muslim and the next thing I know, you wearing something that looked like you come from Arabia. That ain't your national dress. Cookie cutting fool. Why the hell should I blow the Arab up and make him think that he's some uh, 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 criterion for me to fuck? When a woman can't even drive a car in Saudi Arabia, they don't even allow her to have a license. Who are they to be my example? Me. I don't give a damn about your applause. You can honor me or not honor me. You don't make nothing out of me by cheering. I just want you to think. That's why I'm not following Arabs. I got a teacher, Elijah Muhammad, who gave me an independence of thought, which is absolutely a cherished possession. That's right. Some of you have been 400 years removed from Africa. All of a sudden now you want to be more African than your brother from home, so you dress up in all your African clothes and whatnot. I'm an African, but inside you're still the same 400-year-old nigga dressed up in African What's the matter with you? Sister, what's wrong with you? Right. Truth brings its own culture. Islam has its own culture. I want the culture of Islam. I don't want Arab culture. I don't want Indian culture. No. I don't want the culture of my fathers. If I have accepted the truth of this revelation of Almighty God, I want the culture that comes from the truth, and that culture will not rob me of my individuality. Dirty religion. But you hear me now? After Prophet Muhammad, Muslims conquered. What was their aim? Wealth, power, it corrupted the Muslim world. They lost the spirit of the Prophet. So my aim, if I make you a Muslim, is not to make you a worshiper of Arabs to make you a worshiper of Allah. So the Arab walks around, especially the Saudi, real arrogant, pompous. He don't even realize he's offensive because he thinks that because Allah raised Prophet Muhammad and gave Prophet Muhammad the Quran that they now are superior. You're not superior because Prophet Muhammad was an Arab. You're not superior because the Quran came through Prophet Muhammad. You're superior if you live up to the duty in the spirit of the Prophet. This that you call Christianity 
ain't nothing but dirty religion. You so far away from Jesus till he couldn't find you with a magnifying glass or with a telescope. You so spaced out from him. Not that you're not good. I'm not saying that. Not that you don't love Jesus. I'm not saying that. But to love him and to honor him and to be like him is two different things. Did you know you practicing dirty religion? <laughs> Constantine laid down and had a vision. He saw a cross and these Latin words written on the cross in hoc signo windcakes. In this sign, we conquer. So the Christians set out. Look at, look at how they use Jesus' name. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Don't that sound nice? <laughs> but what did they go in the world to do? They went to conquer in the name of the cross and they made the religion religious imperialism with the cross. So they conquer Africa, Asia, the eyes of the Pacific, and there's no black, brown, red, or yellow Christian that is equal to the white Christian. How could you be real servants of Jesus? Talk back to me. You poor, ragged, hungry, naked, and out of doors. Your Mexican Christian brothers, poor, ragged, hungry, naked, and out of doors. Your African Christian brothers, poor, ragged, hungry, naked, and out of doors. And the Europeans, Sucking your blood in the name of Jesus. It's a dirty religion. It ain't Jesus' religion at all. Look, Jew, you can't talk to me. Boy, I got you by the grace of God. Allah gave them the Torah according to the Quran. A pure book, a criterion, a party from among the Jews heard it, understood it, then altered it and wrote a book with their own hands and gave it out as the book of God. So the Jews gave you your religion. You Christian, the Jews made that up you. That's why they scared of Farquhar. It ain't my flesh that they're afraid of. It's the truth. Can't you tell you're not successful Christian? Talk to me. You're not free Christian? Look at me. You're a Christian. You love Jesus, but you're a slave. You hate your black self. You hate your black children. Hate your origin in the world. And with the next breath, say, God is love. Well, if God is so much love, where the hell is it in you? You've been deceived. 
In the name of Jesus. Do you hear me? The white man gave you a religion that you couldn't be successful in overcoming him with. And I'm telling you, Muslims, the Arabs gave you the religion and you can't overcome them with what they gave you. You can't get up on top with what they gave you because what they gave you was devoid of the spirit and the aim and purpose of Prophet Muhammad so they make you Islamic slaves. How many, any of you can call me a liar and prove it out? Offer my life. I go in the Islamic world and I see blacks serving Arabs like the Arabs are gods and you are not. As though they did you a favor when they gave you Islam. Because you don't know the origin of Islam, you think it came from Prophet Muhammad. Islam was in the world before Prophet Muhammad or Abraham or any of the prophets. It was in Africa, not under the name Islam. It is the nature of the black man who practiced it from time immemorial. But now you subject people to Arabs, subject to Jews, subject to white people. And when a black man with a messianic vision, and I'm talking about my father, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, stand up and give you the root of Islam. You say he ain't even a true Muslim because you don't even know what the hell you say you believe. Dirty religion. Cause you a slave and a Muslim. But you ain't even compatible. Going to the Arab bowing down. Help me build a mark. Help me do. Help me. And the Jew, he don't even try to convert you to what he got. He keeps that in the synagogue. And come to the church to make sure that you're not waking up. Made you a white Jesus. That's right. Got you in the church just dancing. That's right. <laughs> White man ruling the earth under your foot. That's right. Sending rockets to the damn moon. And you running up and down the aisles talking about you got the I'm hungry, children. You've been deceived. Practicing dead religion. 
and you hate me because I exposed I can't do no more than what I'm doing. I can't back away from it. I can't run from my mission. That's right, brother. Go on with it. Go down that road. The Arab world got to be corrected. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The Christian world got to be corrected. The Jew got to be corrected. Who's going to do it? Correction don't come except on the basis of truth. Now I'm going to close this lecture. And I know I'm hurting myself to do what I'm doing today. Because I'm tired and my voice is overworked but it's something that I just have to do. I have to exhaust myself until I make you understand what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad means to you and me and why you cannot discard Elijah Muhammad. You cannot throw him away. You cannot make him less than he is. You must understand that man. Because I love Muhammad, I got to preach him. And you must hear about him from the mouth of one who loves him because you've been hearing about him recently from the mouths of those who hate him. I'm almost finished. I don't mean to upset nobody. No, sir. You call my father a racist because he said the black man is God. He said, isn't that terrible? That's against Islam. All right, Muslims, let's go to the book. You believe in this Quran? Let's talk then. Let's talk. Elijah Muhammad asked who is the original man. And he said the original man is the Asiatic black man, the owner, the maker, the cream of the planet, the God of the universe. Look now, you all say Elijah Muhammad is a racist teacher. I say, he's the most profound teacher to ever come in the world. You mean more profound than Prophet Muhammad? I said he's the most profound teacher to ever come in the world. Prophet Muhammad brought you the book, but you don't understand it. The holy prophet of Islam, peace be upon him, was a man of exquisite 
noble character. In his final message, he said, there is no superiority of the Arab over the non-Arab, the white over the black. 82 days later, he passed out of this world. 1400 years later, the Arab feels superior over the non-Arab and the white feels superior to the black in Islam. Am I right? <laughs> Prophet Muhammad met a racist mentality. And even though he taught the truth, the truth of the Quran did not break up racism in the world. Did it? So here you are, black people who see yourselves as inferior beings, even though you love Jesus, you love Muhammad, you love Allah, but you see your black skin as making you inferior. Then there's something wrong with your understanding. You listening? You, by your lack of knowledge of truth, white people thinking that they are absolutely your superior. But you do this. Africans do it every day by not being productive. That's right. By not stretching forth and being your glorious self. But you really can't until you know something that you don't know now. And that's what makes Elijah Muhammad so valuable. He was not teaching racism. Here's what he was saying. This Quran recognizes, as I said in New York, Adam as the first man. Is that right? Adam. Then Adam is original man. Let me put that on the board. Y'all all right? Yes, sir. You want nobody go to sleep? It's almost over. Take your time, brother. Adam is original man. From Adam came what? Came what? All men. Human beings. Is that right? He's the progenitor, according to the Quran. According to the Bible, we're just talking biblical terms now. Let's get away from the language of Elijah Muhammad just one minute. Some of the scholars say Adam was a prophet. I'm a baby in Islam, student of Elijah Muhammad. I say, no, Adam was not a prophet. 
Why don't you follow the scholar's opinion, Farrakhan? Because I'm not taught to follow scholars. I am taught to reteach scholars. <laughs> because, now I want you to hear me, the scholars have messed up the word. That's right. That's right. So what the hell do you know? If the world is in the condition that it's in, where is your scholarship? So don't come to me with no scholarship. And better become a child and listen again. Let's go back to this. Prophets only come because there's a precondition that calls them into existence. This Quran says, Prophets are raised to explain, to teach, to give understanding. Prophets are raised to reform a community that has gotten us So Adam, original man, had a direct communication with the Creator himself. With no intermediary in between, it was Allah talking directly to Adam. He made him. Look at it now. The Quran says he fashioned him out of black mud into shape or out of dust. Then after he breathed into Adam, Adam became a living soul. Then he taught Adam. Then say he sent Gabriel to teach Adam. He didn't send Gabriel to teach Adam nothing. He taught Adam himself. Taught Adam and made Adam so heavy. He told Adam, now go to the angels and inform them of their names. And when Adam went to the angels and talked to the angels, the angels said, Adam informs us of things that we did not know. And because Adam was made superior to the angels, then Allah said to the angels, bow down to Adam. Make obeisance to Adam. Angels don't bow down to no one but God. But here's God making a man and telling angels, bow down to a man. Why? Because I made him a God. Not my equal, but I made him a God. He's in my nature. His nature is Islam. That's what Elijah Muhammad taught. Here ended the lesson. He said, you are the original man. Black man. You're the first creature that God created. And he created you in his own nature. You are by nature divine people. So I said to the Arab, two white people, can't make a yellow man. 
So don't even talk about making a brown man. And ain't no light-skinned man can produce this beautiful black color here. This is Black man is Adam. The original Adam, the progenitor of all human beings on the earth. All of them are your children. Yes, sir. And this is why civilization did not begin in Asia. It did not begin in Europe. It began in Africa. Yes, sir. With you, because you are the father. But look at the father. He sleeps in the dust, and his children have gone crazy. Yes, sir. Come on, yes, sir. So you must be awake. To come back to your original powers, to reorder the earth. That's not racism. That's your destiny. Yes, sir. You are a moral man, black man. God has given you a nature that is compassionate and loving and tender and merciful when you are resurrected. To be yourself, all of humanity will rejoice coming again under the root of Adam when Adam allows himself to be remade again by Allah. And he made man from the dust of the earth. Here it is again. who have been reduced to dust. Allah shows you in this creation that he's the same God who did it in the beginning. Mm. Now he makes a man from among us and he talks to him directly. Yes, sir. That's what Elijah Muhammad said. He had direct communication with Allah. He ain't no prophet. No prophet. We don't need no prophet. Prophet Muhammad finished that. He's original man. And original man is God. That's too heavy for you, huh? Elijah Muhammad was made from nothing. Brought up right among us and taught us. And now he's off the scene physically. And the world thinks that Elijah Muhammad is dead. I must exhaust my body and my strength to make you to know that Elijah Muhammad is not dead. You looking at his shadow. And when you see the shadow who is not real, then the real thing is somewhere just keep following the shadow. I know I look crazy. Here are sons of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that dress this body. I don't give a damn what you dress. Yes, sir. 
Come on. You didn't dress him. You thought you did. How easy is it to fool a fool? Bunch of damn greedy people who couldn't wait for the evil accident of time. How could you be sure? Family that was plotting while he was sick. Don't tell me they weren't doing it. Plotting. Right. Uncongenial company. So the book says of that Jesus. The scholars and commentators say he didn't die on the cross. One died in his place. It's easy for a lot to do to make something that looks just like the real thing and put it there. You mean to tell me a white man can make a rose artificial and you can look at it and you think it's a real rose, but when you get real close and examine it, it ain't the rose, it's artificial. You mean to tell me God can't do something like that to, to the world and make you think that a man is dead and gone? And when you think he's dead and gone, then you start acting a damn fool with what he taught you? How are you going to test his family? How are you going to test the people? You see, most of you, most of us, we claim to love a man. We only love him as long as we can see him and get benefit from him. But when he's no longer physically among you, then the real person comes out. He didn't have no damn family. Because the test of whether you're his children or not is when he's not on the scene. How do you uphold what he taught? Damn right I'm going to talk to you. I'll talk today, but it'll be something else tomorrow. You see, most of us play games you're good children while mama's looking. The minute mama leaves, that's when the real child comes out. We can all be good in the classroom when the teacher's present. But let the teacher leave the classroom. All the children of Israel looked real good while Moses was present. But when Moses went to the mountain, that's when they cut up. And when God took the Honorable Elijah Muhammad out from among us, it looked as though he had never walked among us. Sisters pulled off the garments and threw them in the garbage can. We started acting the fool. Went back to smoking and drinking and fornicating and committing adultery and using his good name to shield a dirty religion. Some of us didn't understand his domestic life. God ordered a man to take wives and to produce from those wives children. You can't hide a baby, but you can hide a sex affair. You can have many women, just don't leave a trace. You mean to tell me a wise man like Elijah Muhammad, if he just wanted women, could have had any woman he wanted? But he gave children into the world. Why? For what purpose? The women didn't understand. His children didn't understand. His wife didn't understand. 
But he had to do what God ordered him to do, hoping that one day you would understand and you would love him when you came to understand. But he had to obey Allah. Some of you men and some of you dumb women. Isn't it a shame what happened to these women? What kind of pain does a man have? You never think about that, do you? You say a man don't have no pain. You don't understand nothing. I wish a man could feel my pain. What the hell are you bringing in the world? Talk to me, woman. You nearly died to bring on the earth a child. And you don't even know what the hell is going on. And we bow down and honor you for that. But a knowing God brings creation out of the womb of darkness with pain and struggle. We men bring worlds into existence, bleeding and dying as we go about it. But you don't see our pain. Why you think God created a woman in the first place? Oh no, you gonna listen to me today. Or you get up and get the hell out of here. And I'm gonna keep you as long as you're in my face. But you think you know, but you don't know nothing. You're a woman and don't even know why the hell you exist. And you are mad. And you want a woman and you don't deserve one. Because you ain't doing a damn thing to deserve a woman. You gotta earn a woman. You gotta earn the right. Hear me. You sex maniacs. You gotta earn the right to have a woman. Yes, sir. She don't come before work. She comes after. There's a need for her. This Quran says Allah created her of the same essence and he put between the male and the female love and compassion. And he put in her that which gives a man quiet of mind. She is his divine consoler. What the hell do you need consolation for and you ain't bringing nothing into existence? Damn buck. Don't work. You don't struggle for freedom for these women and their babies. You run around like a wild dog in a meat house. <laughs> Taking a bite out of every piece of meat. Oh, I like this piece. Mm. <laughs> Enough of that one. Let me go in and bite another one. That's the way you are. That's right. You don't respect her. You don't love her. You just want her. You really don't even need her. But you ain't done a damn thing to need her. A man don't need a woman that ain't doing nothing. But when you work to bring in a world for her, 
when you work to bring in institutions for your babies, then you call a consoler into existence to wipe your brow and comfort you and give you peace and contentment of mind. Elijah Muhammad said, there ain't no heaven for a man nowhere but in a woman. That's right. Go on and die if you want to. Fry the hell everywhere you go. They ain't going to find no heaven nowhere. There she is. Yes, sir. This is heaven. But you got to earn heaven. You get hell from her now because you ain't worthy of nothing else. You don't know how to extract from her what God put in from the time she's a little baby she's sensitive to your pain just a little baby girl check her out you come home from a hard day's work burdened and depressed and you sit down heavily in the chair your wife may not even recognize it but the little girl will come up and lay her little head on your chest and you see her patting you. She ain't but a year and a half, two years old, but she senses something wrong with you. And she consoling you, but heaven is in her. God didn't create her first. He created himself first. And after coming out of total darkness, he was in great pain. He needed some consolation. <laughs> Said Adam, he's out there alone, brother. He needed help. <laughs> Give him a woman. Man, you got to understand what I'm saying. She's a glorious creature. But let me tell you something, sister. You don't bear pain like a man. The man's pain is different from your pain. He bears the pain if he's conscious, all up in his head, all in his heart. Elijah Muhammad pain for a nation, and he pained for the wives that God gave him, and he pained for the children. The women that, father, that mothered these children, they could not lean on him. One of his sons, I'm almost finished. One of his sons, who's here today, was riding with me one day and asked, why did Allah make my mother suffer so much? Why did Allah make my mother suffer so much? He was talking about Sister Tynetta Marvin. A faithful woman to the messenger, but alone and lonely, needing her husband to comfort her, but he's not there. Yet she got children to raise. So were the other wives. Why did God do that? So that she and your mother. And your mother, Abdullah, could find a direct communication with the source 
of strength. When a woman goes direct to God, when she's out in the wilderness, can't get bread for her baby, but somehow, like Hagar, there's a well somewhere feeding. The woman looks not to Abraham. She looks to Allah. And when she experiences Allah for herself, then she teaches her child not to rely on man, rely on God. Then she's making a divine child for a divine destiny. And that's you. You inherit no father, a mother, read most of us. I had no father. If I seen him, I wouldn't know him. He's dead now. You understand? My mother didn't want me as a baby. She tried to abort me. But Allah would not let her kill me because he had a job for me to do. Yes, sir. And when I came from my mother's womb, she looked at this strange child. And she cared for me. She had no man, because she's the kind of a woman that no ordinary man could have. <laughs> and that's what's wrong with our mothers. They're so heavy till the men look like punks that come along. Oh, yes. Now, I'm not trying to be smart, brother. But when God trains up a woman, you can't handle her unless you're going to go to God. You come with your curled up hair. Sweetened up under the arm. And musk around your neck. But a funky heart. You go. Lay your line down. And these women trained by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, they see your toenails through your socks. <laughs> Only reason they fall for you is just, they just weep. But you can't leave You can't teach them. You ain't got it. That's right, brother. They're just lonely women. That's you. You're a lonely woman. My heart goes out to you, so you're like crowd. Yeah. Because you're pimping. Yes. <laughs> Nobody looks like they care for you. That's right. You have your children, and ain't nobody to help you with them. That's right. So you love your babies everywhere you go, because there ain't no man. Every man got a line. He got a story. He want to go to bed, but he don't want no responsibility. Most of you men, if God even allowed you to have a second wife, since you don't know what to do with the first what would you choose? I know what you choose. You run around looking for some little virgin that you can mess up. But here are women with children. And no man. 
who's going to look after them? Say, God makes you economically strong and you see the imbalance in the nation. And God asks you or order you to take on wives. Which wives will you take? Take the one that got children and no man. And you that are selfish with Yes, yes, sir. He's mine, damn it. And I ain't going to share him with nobody. Shut your foolish yes, mouth. You sharing him with every damn woman yes, on the block right now. Yes, Women turning to lesbians. Yes, Adultery and fornication running rampant. Widows and orphans everywhere, nobody to take care of them. So Allah says in the Quran to Muhammad, polygamy is an evil, but it is a less evil than adultery, fornication, homosexuality, and prostitution. So let those of you who can, I'm not giving you any injunction. I'm only teaching you that Muhammad had to give us the example first. And some of you condemn him. Call him a filthy man. But thanks to Almighty God, time brings up beautiful sons and daughters who will lift his name up when they understand. Sons who didn't know their father, but through their mothers, came to know the source of strength. And so, sisters and brothers, we must not dirty up religion. We must not take the Quran that says, a man may have up to four wives and then run out snatching up women for sexual purposes. Having crazy orgies. Calling it, I'm obeying God. You're a filthy hypocrite. My goodness. All right, finally. All right, I know we got something to share on this one here this morning. Man, press the number nine if you got something that you would like to share about this lecture. This is part two right here. We're going to finish part three tomorrow morning. Again, those of you all who are tuning in on Facebook, those of you who are tuning in on YouTube, if you want to come on the Zoom with us every morning and you want to be able to share your thoughts at the end of this, Text the word nation to 833-276-7174. Text the word nation to 833-276-7174. All right. Uh, so everyone should be able to turn your camera on and come on and share what stood out to you. The first nine that I, now I don't see too many nines. Now he must have hit on some critical points this morning, didn't he? Okay. All right, let's let's start off with uh Sister Yolanda. Go ahead, Sister Yolanda. I see you. Assalamu alaikum. Did he not hit on some critical points? 
Especially that last one when it says, um, Oh, I'm sorry. Before, before we do that, I apologize. Y'all raise your hand. Don't do the, I asked my bad. I keep telling y'all press number because I'm gonna miss y'all in the chat. Raise your hand because when y'all push the number nines, I miss y'all when I'm trying to read the comments. So everybody who want to share, raise your hand. I'm sorry. Go ahead, sister Yolanda. Uh, what was that? What was my, where was I at? Oh, about the men that find the women with children. Yeah. Therefore, they don't have no responsibility. That cut deep right there. Like, ow. <laughs> Some must go in believing like, oh, he loved me. He always said he do this, he do that. Hey, you got to understand the mind, observe, watch, see what he doing, how he moving. Do he care for you like he care for the children? Or do we only come through when the children go to bed? Like, let's keep it real. But he just taught me something about myself in that lecture. We birth children and the pain that we go through. But woman, Yolanda, Yolanda, you don't understand the pain that the man goes through. The man goes through. He keeps it all in his kingdom, in his mind. Hmm. So we really don't, we can't even fathom what the black man go through because we not a black man. We a black woman. I can have an understanding, but the pain that they feel inside. So I was like, wow, I will never ever say again. <laughs> you can't even imagine the pain that a woman goes through because a man goes through just as much pain. So shout out to all my FOI, my brothers out there. The pain is real. We just, we don't know ourselves or why we was created. So we don't even understand the pain. We go through the pain of the birthing process. But after that, what's next? And then as he talked about Mother Tynetta and raising the children, indirectly, I referenced myself because I taught myself not to rely on any man. Follow what I saw my father do, even though he wasn't, and the man that I wanted him to be or the father that I wanted him to be from what I saw around me, but he paved the way he made a way. And I can expound and go further in my understanding of what I saw him doing. So I, I used to ask myself, why am I washing the cars? And I have a whole brother in the basement. What are washing cars for? I don't understand this. And it was it wasn't until a couple of years ago that it really came to my understanding of why I was, you know, why I was doing it to me, in my opinion. I just kept struggling that why am I washing cars? Why am I raking leaves? Why am I shoveling snow? And my brother is in the house. What in the world is going on? Father help me because I don't get it. So now I better understand it. After um, coming into the teachings and, you know, having conversation with my peers so that I don't have to rely on a man if I don't have one. Teach myself to be in the strength, but more importantly, go to the source. Allah, God, go to the source and a father. Hey, hey, help me understand why am I going through this and not picking up the phone Talking to the boo and just spilling my heart out. No, -uh. no, no, ma'am. Go to the source. So, wow. This, this one hit in my gut. 
but I'll take the gut punch because I learned from it. Assalamu alaikum. Well, alaikum salam. Thank you for sharing. As you were saying that, something came to my mind. <clears throat> and it's just me. It's not necessarily that you can't say you don't understand the pain because we don't understand the pain of being pregnant. We don't, as much as you can try to tell us, we never or never will, no matter what pill or surgery people have, we'll never be able to experience the natural pain that a woman has of having a human being growing in her stomach. But, but, and you all may not ever understand what we deal with mentally or what we hold in. I remember the minister saying, you know, I don't share everything with my, I mean, cause like what you, you can't solve it anyway. Well, I'm just going to, what, just going to tell you what you're going to do. He said on one of the lectures, he said, what you going to do, go down there and beat the white man up. Like I'm not telling you every single thing that I'm dealing. He talked about him dealing with all type of issues in the mosque and all that. He never came home and told her everything that he goes through. So I think for me, this lesson was, to have a mutual respect for one another because sometimes we can get unbalanced or we may feel like, man, this person don't understand me. Well, I feel like you don't understand me. How about, hey, we both have some things that we probably won't understand or don't understand and we both are going through some pain. But let's not, you know, uh, 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 how could I say this? Uh, I got the I got the worst pain. You boy, I you I got more pain than you. But no, nah, I got more pain. And now we now we into it over who got the most pain. We both got pain. Our pain is just different. Uh similar to a business. Hey man, you you got a role, I got a role, but yeah, you may be out there in the public, but the admin and the team behind the scenes really is just as important and going through just as much, doing just as much. As the person that's out. So it's like, come on, man, let's work as a team and and and, and really be conscious of like, man, I okay, I agree. Maybe I don't know your pain. Cause I know some of us listen and say, I man, I know that nigga ain't got more pain than me. I oh yeah, the minister, but I don't he, he ain't got this type of pain. And then the man is thinking, I know she she pregnant, but I know she ain't got this type. Let's let's get away from that. Let's hey man, I know you're going through something. Let me let me strive to work on self to be more sympathetic, to be more understanding. I may not never understand it, but let me try to, you know, adjust. If I'm seeming insensitive, let me try to work on that. But yeah, it's some pain that uh, women don't understand. And it's definitely some pain that, that we don't understand. So I see it that way. Now we can say, Hey man, you don't understand my pain, but keep in mind that, Hey man, I might not understand your pain as well. So just as much as I want you to be patient with me, let me strive to also be patient with you because at the end of the day, we all a team. Um, next we have sister Brianna. There you go. I'm sorry. One more thing. Before sister Brianna goes, it's real short. With that being said, as brother Shakur always say, the study, the lessons that brought to my mind also science, because even in us reproducing, women are innies and men are outies. Mm. So that pain in and out, that's what came to my mind. I'm well, like, well, like a salon. All right. Uh, who was that? Oh, go, go ahead, sister Brianna. So it was good. It was good. 
today, I wrote down four things. And the first one was correction doesn't come except on the basis of truth. And it made me think of our Savior has arrived. And I think page like 14 or 15 or something like that. Um, chapter seven or eight, I think, where it says, whether you believe the truth or not, that's not going to stop the process. That's not going to stop God's plans. He's still working. Right. So our job is just to deliver and let it be right. And then it says, he said, hear from someone who loves him. Right. Cause even DJ envy on the breakfast club, when he was, when they were interviewing the minister once he was like, I didn't even want to do this. Cause I heard so much about you propaganda or whatever you want to call it. But those are from people who did not like him. And if you have people that are truthful, when they talk about the minister, they will even say, well, the minister talks about his own shortcomings. He always says that he's not perfect. He tells you what he's been through. For someone who, who truly loves him and speaks on him, they'll speak on the bad and good. Just so someone's like, okay, so this man isn't perfect, right? It, it just makes him more relatable. Um, it says, no, not that part. This part. It says that the woman comes after the work, after the work. And this made me think about the conversation we had two weeks ago. It's, I feel like that's another reason why, and I said this last week, why it's said to be with a Muslim. Because when we accept, the minister says, will you come and join the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on getting our people? That is something that's part of what they say, or at least they do it in Mosul number 7 in New York join and help with the work and the work is getting all four billion four hundred million of our people so if if that's supposed to be all of our goals right it's a little easier when he's out there uh soldiering right he's out there traveling speaking to people you understand it a little more because that's the job she's the comforter but and then he said why would you have to be concealed if you ain't do nothing what <laughs> so it was good. <laughs> it was good. And, and even even when it comes to us women, and then I'm done, like 75% of the work is with us, right? So even though they're out there striving, they're out there soldiering, we have a huge part, right? When they're gone, who's taking care of the nation? When Honorable Elijah Muhammad was in jail, who was there for the MUI? Mother Clara, right? All that stuff. So thank y'all. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's a great point that mother claire ran it when the honorable elijah muhammad was uh in jail and it goes right to that point there was a need for her but he was putting in work building and the minister said here you nearly die to bring life into existence and then he went on to say men in darkness like the baby is being formed in darkness uh you're bringing a world into existence and you don't see our pain and, and and this goes back to not maybe every man. Every man may not be trying to build a a, a world per se. He may just be trying to make $3,000 a month like I was trying to a couple years ago. But a man who's trying to build something outside of just him, he's thinking about decades, centuries to come, that pain, that thought process is constant. Uh, th th That's a different task than someone who's just trying to make enough money to pay the bills. Like that's a, that's a big task. You gotta, you're thinking about enemies. You think about who could destroy it. You thinking about who going to be coming after it. You're thinking about who's going to run it after you. Like that's a lot of stuff to think about. Um, and like, think about it. Where will we be without that sacrifice? 
of those women? Where would we be without the sacrifice of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad? Where would we be today without the sacrifice of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan? So someone who has that type of mindset, especially once we come into the knowledge of what they went through. Like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I got a little bit deeper knowledge into what the minister had to go through. I won't share it here, but it was a, it's when he say I went through a trial, you know, it's a trial. I don't think some of us, you know, he doesn't spoke about, you know, a lot of it, but it's, it's a trial. Uh, when, when, when we are taught that this world is built up on falsehood and real and the real enemy to falsehood is truth. So when you wake up speaking the truth, how they don't want that. If the scripture says, Satan says, respite me until the days that they are, uh, that they are raised. That means that one, when one comes to raise us, when one comes to lift us, that is literally their doom in sight. So anybody who's, who's, who comes and is effectively raising our people up, he becomes a target. That's a thought process in a man who's trying to build a world. When you're thinking about, hey, what about when I'm gone? How can I still be affected when I'm gone? So that's a sacrifice, man. So uh, the woman, I think, has to, like Sister Brianna said, accept the mission even to understand that. And when you look at Mother Tynetta, when you look at the wives like that, that it, it wouldn't have made sense if they didn't understand the mission. It wouldn't have made sense. So, uh, man, that's that's huge, man. That is that's that's big. And uh, the fact that she was able to run it. While he was in prison, that's a that's something to think that that's something that's something to be studied within itself. How was she able to uh, take over? You got to have a desire and also will uh, to be able to run a nation like that. I mean, because all of the reports that may be coming in, the people, the complaints, the 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 slander, I, that's a lot of stuff to just step into. So you got to already be a soldier. You got to already be with this to step into that type of position and even run it. Now, I don't know all that she had to go through. I'm, I'm just imagining it was a lot to step into that position. Uh, but we got up next, Sister Yasina. Assalamualaikum. Okay. See, I had one thing, then you started talking, and then my mind went somewhere else. But anyway, um, I love when the minister said, you're looking, you're, you know, we're, we're looking at the honor Elijah Muhammad shadow, which is him. And to just keep following the shadow. That, that right there was heavy for me because, you know, it's, it's like that spookism with Christianity waiting for Jesus to come back. And then the minister said, you're looking at it. Why are you look? Why are you in the sky when I'm telling you I'm? He's right here. He, the Father is in me, and I'm in the Father. Me and my Father are one. So I love that. And then um, when he started talking about the women, um, Mother Tynetta, um, even with Mother Clara, and all that they had to go through. You know, one of the blessings with me being here in Detroit is I get to sit with some of the family uh, of the Elijah Muhammad and I get to and, and some of the, the Muslims from the first and get to hear uh, the trials and what happened and what took place here in Detroit during those times when you had Mother Clara running the nation, um, taking writing out the Holy Quran 
and taken the, the, the papers to her husband so that he could, and, and the believers there in, in prison with him can still get scripture. Listen to the children, uh, like Sister Medina Muhammad uh, and her family talk about how Medina was, I think she was a baby, but how her siblings got taken from their homes when the authorities came in and arrested the believers for homeschooling their children. And a lot of people don't know that it's because of the believers here and the sacrifices that they made here that now we as mothers, as fathers, were able to homeschool our children because they paved the way. Those are parts of our history that are so powerful and that are so poignant for us in this time and for the future so that we can know the sacrifices. One of the problems that, that I have here and I try to help solve is that we, we're so quick to go out and get the white man's derivative of history. But in the nation of Islam, in every mosque, in every study group, we have pioneers who were with the messenger. We have pioneers who stood up to help the minister. And we have to start taking more advantage of the history and the knowledge and the wisdom that, that they were given for us in this time. We put them back like they like the white man does when he goes and he conquers different uh, territories. They push the, the original people back. And so then they create this whole facade of, and make you believe that they were the original ones. And that's how I... I feel like some that's what we do sometimes with the pioneers. We push them to the back and we come out for it, but they're the ones who paved the way for us. And I don't want to go on a tangent about it, but that's something that really, it hurts me. You know, it, it hurts me to my core because when we had Mother Tynetta amongst us, we didn't get the full scope of who she is. And the minister at her janaza says she's the best example of an MGT. And so she's somebody who he said every sister, every believer should study. Because when we study their history, particularly the women, then we understand why Allah Master Father Muhammad chose those women and why it's so important for us, especially as women, those who are rearing our children and doing the best that we can in the absence of a man, whether he's in the house or outside the house, because sometimes he can be in the house, but he ain't in the house. But, <laughs> but to have that, pull on that strength and see how they were able to keep going and bear witness that that's just, that's the testimony. That's how we bear witness as MGT, that there is no God but Allah in the person of Master Father Muhammad because we don't rely on anyone but him. So that's it. Assalamualaikum, because I'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I love when that spirit come out there, boy. Y'all hear that, boy? Man, praise be to Allah. You know, um, 
I started a project. I'm still going to do it. Uh, brother asked me about the interviews the other day. Um, I just been getting my life together. <laughs> but uh, if you could help me, Sister Yasina, um, find the people that we can interview. Uh, I'm finally getting to a position where I possibly can be able to travel and interview them because I know we got interviews of them like on Zoom, but I want that same way they got good quality and it looked like a something to watch. I want to be able to interview people who can tell these stories so that we can have them because you're right. You know, we don't know the sacrifice that they made for us to even be able to say assalamu alaikum. For us to even be able to wear suits and bow ties, wear the headpiece, wear the garments like it's like a luxury now. But man, I, I'm hurt. I heard some of those stories how they sacrificed, um, and 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 it's just a lot, man. So I would like to interview them so that we can get the context. Uh, we hear, oh, they sacrificed, and we just we thinking that just mean they spent their time. No, man, it was persecution, ridicule. All that type of stuff, man, for us to be able to be the NOI Muslims today online. Oh, y'all look good. Yeah, but it wasn't like that back in the day. You know, so I want to I want to be able to interview them. So I need help with that. Um, you know, finding who do I interview? Who got this story? I need help with even what questions to ask because I don't know what they know. So uh, and the fact that you said Mother Tynetta was the uh, example you know, I know Sister Kavai traveled with her, so maybe if, if if others could possibly come on on Zoom sometimes and possibly share some stuff. I know y'all probably can't share every single thing, but share some stuff so that the sisters can hear it. And so we can hear it. Those who need to hear, what was that example? What what was she like? How did she? I know I know that she studied or read the Quran every week or something like that, right? So just those type of principles and what, what they did, uh, and what example we should be following? Let's let's spread it. Let's give it, you know, so that uh, you know, our generation can continue to grow with context as well. Next up, we have uh, Sister Shireen. I think that'll be dope, Sister Shireen. Assalamualaikum. Alexanah. Please forgive me for uh, not coming on camera. I'm in the middle of a project. Um, but what struck me most was the. What the minister said that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad is a prized possession. I, I believe that was his, um, what he said. And over the last several months, I have been making a deliberate attempt to listen to the voice of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad daily because I want to know his voice his cadence his um um delivery his message because that's what the minister is always referring to and and one day it came to me well if the minister didn't have one-on-one -on -one time you know with the men with the most honorable Elijah Muhammad he he told him he wasn't going to give that to him he did that with Malcolm and he ain't doing it for nobody else so he got what everybody else got. So I said, well, if he got what everybody else got, maybe if I listen to it too, I'll become more of what I'm supposed to become, you know? So I wanted to 
to be a better follower of the minister by knowing who taught him since he's always referring us to him and it, to me that's very important because i grew up in in a time when um people were very angry at the nation i'm i'm in my 50s so um and i'm from new york so all that was fresh you know all the venom was fresh and the anger towards the most honorable um Elijah Muhammad was so you know vehement and it put me in that position where I don't like this man of course I didn't know him <laughs> I only saw his picture and they said he was bad he had a lot of wives and you know that was the venom and of course what happened with Malcolm but still not getting the full picture, not getting the full story, didn't understand. And so when I came, when I accepted the teachings, there was still a part of me that didn't feel connected to him. You know what I mean? And when we look at the message to the black man book and his face is right there on the front, there was always something that kept me from fully being, um, I don't know, connected, right? And I didn't like that. I did not like it. And so I said, I got to try and, and, and correct this. But when I first started listening, it was hard for me to understand because some of the audio is, you know, is a little bit um, fuzzy and is not clear, some of it. And then I had to get used to the messenger's delivery because I was used to hearing the minister and, you know, and the ministers of this contemporary time. And so by listening a little bit every day, then it builds up my uh, ability to understand. And then I began to hear the minister says that the minister says that. And so it, it created a bond that I felt that I wanted and I, and I'm blessed and I say all praises due to Allah that he included me in the experience of being a believer in this time. And it's important for us that if we don't listen to the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, we are his sheep. You know what I mean? So we got to know his voice. We're the minister sheep. The minister tells us we need to study him. So the way he tells us we got to study the, the Caucasian, we got to study our the messenger that came and taught this country and taught the black people in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and, and all of them that ignored him. We got to be the ones to hear him and, and follow him the way we wish they would have followed him. That's it. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum you know what's uh, interesting as you were speaking. As you were speaking, I thought you know I listened to there's there's now when I told y'all you can go listen to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for twenty four seven. They got the twenty four seven Farrakhan. They also now have the Honorable Elijah Muhammad playing twenty four seven as well. And obviously, he speaks with a stammering tongue. He's hard to understand sometimes, but. For for me, 
that sometimes is a good thing because the minister is so easy to listen to. I can listen to him and do stuff. But the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, you have to focus on what he's saying. So it, it, it reminds me when he said, hey, don't listen to how I'm saying it. You listen to what I'm saying and you put it in your fine language. Well, the fact that it's not only is the audio, it was back in the day, so the audio isn't that clear. But the way that he speaks, you have to, int okay, what was he trying to say? And it forces you, it's almost like writing. When you're writing, you got to focus on what you're writing. But listening to an audio podcast, you know, or something like that, you can, it can kind of get away from you. But when I'm listening to him, because I'm trying to listen so hard to what he's saying, I'm really internalizing, you know, what he's saying as well. So that's, that's, that's deep that you, um, uh, that you said that, because I, you know, I listen to him, you know, listen to some of those interviews. That's clear. I like to listen to a lot of the table talks when he's answering questions and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, he's very straightforward. He don't get no long, deliberate answers either. <laughs> I remember one, he said, uh, the reporter said, so do you teach hate? He said, no. He said, so what do you teach? Truth. <laughs> I said, golly. Well, he did right to the point, man. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Brother Wesley. Assalamu alaikum, family. Well, uh, this was this is powerful. I wanted to bear witness on on the fact of daughters will feel your pain as a father and console you naturally. Um, I deal with that a lot because uh, I'm an only child, so I self nurture. Um, as a child, I self nurture, and when I come home from work or I come home from doing things that I need to do, I kind of find that quiet space. But my daughter always find a way to come down them steps and say, Check, are you okay? You okay, daddy? You need something? Even though she can't provide what I need, just her, those words, just her coming to me and just asking me is just enough to, like, you know what? Everything that I'm dealing with, that pain that I'm dealing with is just temporary. And it also reminds me of my why. And that takes me to the other point to kind of double down on what Sister Brianna was talking about. A man without a mission doesn't need a woman. I used to be that because I got married early and got divorced early, too. But I got married early and thinking that, OK, once I find me that woman, then I can really be focused. I ain't going to be worried about what's going on. That's not the case. Mm -hmm. You got to find your mission. You got to be yourself. You got to you got to do the work. And then at that point, it will come to you when you need that consolation, when you need that emotional support. You have nothing to be supported. Then stop looking for a support system if you're not supporting yourself and supporting this mission. So that's the biggest takeaway today is just that that especially as men, we do bottle it up in our minds. We bottle it up. And then that one little last straw will be the thing that take you over the edge and cause you to do more harm than you thought you was able to get even capable of doing. Mm. So being willing to accept help, being willing to accept that counsel from your woman or from your child, from your daughter, be willing to open yourself up for that because it's sent from a lot to, to, to get that. So don't, don't reject it because you feel like you're a man and I'm too tough. Um, that's why I always talk about I don't mind talking about crying and I'm glad y'all brought up Mother Tanetta because every time I ever seen her presence even before I really got deep into the study when I used to just see her face it brought tears to my eyes just to be able to know the pain that she that not even know the pain but to even imagine the possible pain that she could be going through I used to just get tears to my eyes just seeing her before she opened her mouth so I just we just have to be okay as men to know that we do have pain we have to accept that and not try to bottle it up and put it to the side and think we're going to deal with it later because that later is going to actually be more destructive on you and your family than that pain that you temporarily dealing with at that time alaikum. And, and for those who don't know brother wesley raised his hand this weekend yes sir praise be to allah this past sunday 
Brother Wesley raised his hand. So yeah, man, we're gonna listen to some Mother Tonetta on these morning calls too. She got some, she got some bona fide lectures. Now, I tell you this, she deep now. I'm talking about boy, she had you with them numbers. She did crystals in there. Man, I my mind be blown. So I ain't I can't say I fully understand it all the way yet. Okay. She been she write them articles in the she break down that number 19 and she breaking down the mathematics. I said, golly, I thought I was good at math. So yeah, y'all get ready to get your notepads out when we start playing Mother Tarnetta in the morning. But I know a lot of women, y'all think like that, so y'all gonna y'all gonna love it. Uh Sister Deborah. You gotta uh you you're on mute. Just unmute yourself. Yeah, y'all add up everything. Boy, every time my wife, she see them three three, look, baby, there go them threes. There go them twos. I say, boy, them women, they know they know about them numbers, don't they? Okay, uh Okay, you can hear me now. There you go. Okay, great. Um, greetings and blessings, everyone. And Brother Ben, I do want to thank you for um, utilizing this prep, uh, platform so everyone has the opportunity to listen in. Um, as I mentioned previously, um, I am a Christian, which I'm thinking about converting over to Islam. But what stood out to me today was when um, Minister Farrakhan said, um, the nation culture would not rob you of your individuality. That really stood out to me. And I know I'm in the right place. I say that because my neighbor is a traditional Muslim, which we have had um, conversation. And I was like, okay, well, I've been sitting in on the nation's um, platform listening to Brother Ben. And she was like, no, I'm a traditional Muslim. But just by you playing um, that video this morning, I know I'm in the right place. Thank you. Oh, and also on Friday, um, Brother Willie's um, whole presentation, it was very informative. And thank you. Man. Hey. Be to Allah. Well, sister, we thank you for coming. We thank you for tuning in, and I encourage you to just keep on, just keep on coming, keep on joining. No pressure, no, I mean, no pressure. Uh, and 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 we and we we love to hear the feedback, uh, and listen to what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan teaches us from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He said, "Every good Muslim is a Christian, vice versa. A Christian simply means one who's crystallized and one is with God, following the example." of Jesus Christ and a Muslim simply means one who submits their will to do the will of God. So once you come into the teachings and we study more of the teachings, you're going to see the minister. He teaches us, let's find a way to find common ground with one another. Let's marry the two. Most people want to, well, this one is better than this one. Or this one came before the minister teaches us, Hey man, let's come together in unity on common ground. So man, I thank you for coming on this zoom call in the morning and, uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts and your feedback. Next, we got Sister Golda. Wow, look at that, y'all. That's on Lakeland family. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to speak on the women, but I do have to say one thing about Mother Tynetta. What I don't know if everyone realizes, like, her studies are so important because when you have people 
that come from, like I come from the spiritual conscious community. So we come from a place of crystals and numerology and astrology. When you see Mother Tynetta put all of that into the teachings, like it's, it's mind blowing because when you grow up, all you hear is the minister or you see the messenger, you see other people that don't speak any of that. So you automatically assume that, you know, the nation of Islam has nothing of this in the teachings. And so it's so important. Her teachings are so important because her bringing the metaphysics into the teachings, that's how we bring in more people. I, I just had to speak on that because she was the first person that was like, I saw her and I was like, oh, wow. Um, but that was my tangent. But I do want to speak on um, the sisters. And uh, Brother Wesley said it and Sister Brianna said it about the man on the mission. Having a man on a mission is very important because, you know, I do believe uh, slightly that women are a little stronger than men. And, and I'm not saying in a way that we're better than men, but we're built to be stronger because if we are to be his divine consoler, right, we have to be able to not only bear our own burdens in life, we have to be able to bear his burdens. So if we are really to console him, we have to take that burden on and we have to put an ease to that. And um, on my show, uh, a woman commented and she was saying that we're not supposed to be our man's therapist. And I think that that comes from this culture of one women who may not have had a good relationship with their father um, and they've picked the wrong men. They've picked men that are not on a mission. They pick men that are abusive, that are neglectful. And so they put themselves in a place that they need consolation or con consoling. <laughs> um, but, but understanding that our role is truly to be the cons the con cons I cannot say this word consoler for our men, right? Um, and also just understanding that even though, and I think the minister said that he said, know how to extract from her what God has put in her. We have to know how to extract in ourselves what God has put in ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's so many women that like, I, I just, I feel for our men because our culture has bred us now. Like we have songs that say we don't even care about a man. And it's this other languages, but I can't say that on here. <laughs> but we are bred to not even like the black man. And I think that it's like if you have a man who is out there and he's trying to really get it for our family, he's trying to do for self. And it might not be bearing fruit yet. You might not be seeing no money when he come home. You have to understand that Adam did not mean ATM. So you have to be that that support for him. And you can't sit and think about myself. What about me? What am I going through? Because that's what we're built for. That's what we made. Like, there's a reason why we are able to push something the size of a watermelon out of some size of limit because we are strong. So if we are built that strong, we have to make sure we keep in our mind. This is our role. Also, aligning yourself with the thinking of God so that when you pick a man, you picking a man of God. You're not picking a man that is of, of the flesh or of your heart and of your wounds. So um, I just think that we as MGT, and if you're not an MGT on here, just as a woman of God, we have to keep that in mind because there's so many sisters out here that are being influenced with the improper influence. And so we have to always remain that divine reminder and influence so that we can can share that with our sisters and know how to love our black men the right way. So that's all I wanted to say on that. It's just that's that's something that is so important 
that we have as women have to make sure that we are standing in the second self of God role, right? So that we can really be there for our men because they they got a lot of pressure on them. They got a lot of pressure on them as we do too. But we got to stop saying, why me? Look at me. What about me? Because God is already here for us. Okay. So we got to make sure we're there for them. Uh, that's all I want to say. That's on Lakin. Well, Lakin Salam. Yes, ma'am. Uh, what platform is it on? The 24 hours is called NOI Chronicles. That's the uh, YouTube name that it's on. Uh, another hand that I see is Mox Don. We got Mox Don. Assalamu alaikum, family. Alaikum I just want to also bear witness and say thanks be to Allah. Uh, this message is very powerful. I also have two daughters, and uh, some, I'm a single father. You know, I've been through called the first marriage too as well. But I, the message that was said um, by um, the minister also when the ministry said um, we have yeah. to share each yeah. other's pain. You know, like the man, man and the woman, we don't know each other's pain. Uh, so, you know, in order to be one and grow, especially in our, our community that endures so much, uh, maybe as blacks or as different Christianity, you endure so much as black Christians or black Muslims. Um, these, these one, different cultures are really all one. As you said, we have to merge Christianity, learn to merge Christianity and, and, uh, uh the, the, the Quran, merge the Bible and the Quran to really understand, uh, Allah's purpose or your purpose for Allah. So uh, I just want to bear witness and say um, thankful and gracious to the message. And my daughter is here, want to say hi to you. But uh, uh, thanks be to Allah and uh, salam alaikum, family. That's all I really have. Great. Well, like salam. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> we see you. All right, family. Next up, we have. Uh, oh, let me put the telegram. Uh, Brother Wesley has put the links that you guys are looking for inside the telegram make sure y'all join the telegram uh if y'all listen on youtube and facebook you're not going to see it because i'm putting this on the zoom but everybody who's on the zoom that link that i just put in the chat is the telegram let's join this telegram right there and uh, we're going to be good don't go in front of the camera they can see you get out get, what you doing <laughs> uh huh yeah i'm recording i'm live right now uh, the telegram, uh, make sure y'all join that link. That's where we can network. That's where we share links that were, you know, that's where we help each other out. The sister that says she's interested in joining or converting, reverting, we call it, uh, get with a sister in there. One of the sisters can reach out to you. That's where we do a lot of our networking. If you got something going on in your local city at the mosque or study group, you can share your flyers just in case somebody in your city is, uh, you know, interested in interacting with you all. We got sister Ina up next. All right, Sister Ina, you there? Going once, going twice. All right, let's move to Sister Diane. Sister Diane. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Alaikum salam. I, if I hope you can hear me well, I'm in a, a I'm moving around. I have a bad connection. It took me a minute to get the buttons right. I'm back on the scene. Oh, I'm sorry. 
I'm back on the scene. I'm back on the scene. Brother Ben X, it's good to uh, see you again. Likewise. I met Brother Ben X uh, a couple years ago when I was in a bad space, um, starting over. And I'm coming back out of my shell. I had to sit still for 15 plus months to reflect and learn to love me. And I started peeking back over the Instagram fence. Well, who do you know that I saw? And I said, okay, I got your message. My family, go to X. Sister, go to X. So I have contacted her. I've always felt the minister. I used to be a Christian, stepped down from Christianity because I wasn't feeling labels. And things weren't making sense over the years in that Christianity. Um, and when I say the nation has always resonated with me, I'm in. You all just give me a minute because I already like wearing the head covers anyway. Come on. So watch out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like doing my hair anyway, so I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> but um, I'm just happy to be here. I couldn't comment very much on the um, comments, but everything is so powerful. Everything. And I'm looking forward to just really digging in every time I listen to a um, message. And I hadn't been listening um, in a while, to be honest. So uh, Sister Golda just brought me, invited me back again. And I said, oh, here we go. It's resonating. So, yeah, I'm feeling a lot better. Um, but we must learn to do self-care. I have been pouring from an empty cup from a long time, and that's not healthy for anyone. Um, so I'm just happy to be back on the scene. So watch out. Um, I'm back, and I come with a lot of energy, and I'm not shy to speak. <laughs> so I love you all. I love the um, togetherness. I love the messages. So let's do the darn thing. I'm ready to spread the word. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. She say, shoot, I'm like doing my hair anyway. But that's like, boy, we come in and you learn we don't celebrate Christmas. Oh, I ain't got to buy nobody no gifts, boy. Pray be to a lot, boy. <laughs> well, we sure know how to make that thing benefit, don't it, boy, with it. Boy, we going to do birthdays. Oh, you know. Shoot, boy, that come in handy, boy. <laughs> but, yeah, it's good to see you, Sister Diane. Glad to hear you doing better. Um, we got Sister Sheline. <laughs> all right well all right now glad to see you back diane okay so when you when god trains up a woman you can't handle her unless you go to god okay so that stuck with me like heavily and then when sister golda started really speaking on that it just made me have to say something about it okay so with regard to that we are already the second selves of Allah so we have that additional strength from Allah and with the work that the 75% of the work that we have to do when we tap in all the way into a lot and then when we get into the teachings that just gives us so much more knowledge of ourselves if we apply it if we really listen to it and take it in 
So with all of that being said, it's so difficult for us to, as women, to accept a lot of foolishness that, unfortunately, some men bring with them. The lack of study, it's difficult to, under, to, to understand that part of the male. How is it that you can bring so much, quote unquote, want to bring so much authority when you are lacking in your study of that authority that you want to attempt to bring in without the knowledge. The, the desire to, or the lack of leadership, that's one thing that women look for in men is leadership. When I heard that the male is supposed to lead us into higher spirituality, etc., I looked for that because I didn't have my father coming up at all. So I didn't have a great example, none at all of a man. So when I, and because of that, you all know what comes with the lack of male influence from the father, how we as women just make foolish mistakes. So when I came into the teachings and the minister and how he feels about the female from the teachings of Dr. Elijah Muhammad, it set me off in a whole nother realm in my mind, like, there's my father. So the, the knowledge and every bit of the teachings that he brought to me individually, I'm speaking on me personally, just took me on a whole nother, put me in a whole nother mindset with regard to the man. So I had an example. I have an example now. So it's so difficult for, for a man to come to me. And I know that our men are suffering. I know they're in pain. I know that they don't have as much knowledge as we have. I did learn that with the 75% of the work that we have to do. I know that that he's in a lot of pain. That gives me the ability to be much more sensitive, but still, yet and still, there's so much I can accept when I just feel like you're a man. Look, you're supposed to know. You're supposed to act this way. You're supposed to, you're just supposed to be a man. And I've not seen that. So, when you when one comes to me, it's I'm so like mm, no, because I I don't feel leadership. I remember when I was married, I would lay in the bed in the mornings, and I would wait for him to wake me up for prayer. I'm I'm woke. I, I just got so my body was so tuned in to prayer time that I would wake up before his time. So I would sit and wait for him to get up and then get me up for prayer because I wanted that. I wanted him to say, come on, baby, let's have prayer. Not one day did that happen. So it, it turned me into a different kind of person on the inside towards him. Just because of prayer. And then all of the other things that were just not in order, it's like, I had not been in Islam long enough to have patience with him. Especially when he would say something or do something that's just like, you know better. Like, well, I thought you would know better. I learn differently and think differently now 
because I have more knowledge of the pain of the black man, so I'm more empathetic towards it. But that's that's what it is, what I got from that. When you're, we as women, we're so connected. And when we apply what we've learned, it's difficult to accept a man who is not connected to God. And we can sense that, we know that. So that's all I wanted to share. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All right, y'all. We got to speed up, speed up. Y'all know I got to get off at 10. I got to meet in at 10. Next, I got Sister Aina. I, I just, I got the pronunciation. We got Sister Aina. We got Sister Kavai. And we got Brother Shakur. If we can finish before 10, but we do have to end at 10. Okay, that rhymes. So we got, let's go ahead, Sister Sister Aina. Assalamu alaikum. Um, uh, first, let me give a shout out to Sister uh, Sheree. Sherry. She spoke. Uh, she the one introduced me to the Nation of Islam, and she introduced me to um, this call the other shit. day uh, when you reached about a hundred. And um, yeah, so what resonated with me um, in this video when he talked about why did um, Mother Tynetta suffer so much to, uh, and uh, the minister said, you know, so teaching her to rely on a lot and oh man if that's not the truth i mean i do my best to rely on a lot for everything i lose my keys i call on a lot i i the milk too hot i call on a lot i don't care what it is you know i've been through so much and you know as just as a black woman that you know it taught me just to rely on him and he surely does answer i mean everything and in that you know with 75 percent of the work being with the woman and with him showing me that everything my daughters go through i i don't care my daughter one time locked her keys uh uh lost her her car keys and i was like uh aisha just call on a lot she's like ma ma i lost my keys do you understand i was like just call on a lot somebody came to the house and and gave her her keys um i mean just it doesn't matter, I mean, whatever I, I, I go through, I just, you know, he's, uh, these teachers taught me to call on Allah, and that's what I wanted to say. Yes, ma'am. Pray be to Allah. Next up, we got Sister Kava. Yes, sir. Assalamualaikum. Well, um, I wanted to say that um, it, it was it was in another tape that the honorable minister also said that you know Mother Khadijah helped him um, to grow him into becoming a man, the man that he is. Um, so we had the teachings, he had the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, but in terms of growing into a man, I just wanted to make that statement that um, Mother Khadijah helped him into growing him into. And then secondly, in terms of um, Mother Tanetta, I think that it definitely will be um, great to hear some of the intricate details because sometimes we hear, oh, you know, rely on Allah. Um, and yes, we all have to rely on Allah, but Allah is not a mystery God. So how? You know, what were some of the things that was taught to her in terms of business, in terms of, um, you know, she actually was on the run, like Hagar, um, some of the intimate things that you, that, you know, we 
as a, a nation may not know what does that rely on a lot in real time look like you know um so i just wanted to say that put that on our minds and maybe another time we could you know listen and then you know kind of hear those things of the how yes we're relying on a lot but how what does that look like in real time mm. yes ma'am my f- disc is getting full. I didn't know I was recording this one. Uh, I think this is what you may be also referring to, too. No man is a man without a woman. It's a woman that helps the man to be a man. A man that don't have a woman don't know if he's one. What do I mean by that? A woman will test you to see if you are what you say you are. Any woman that you fall in love with, she love you too, but she's going to try you. That's her nature. She got to know that she can depend on you. She got to know that you'll stand up for her. She got to know that you'll back up the children that she brings in the world for us. No man is a man. I think he also goes into the woman helping the man be a man and uh, the man in his mission too. I think I may be mistaken, but I think it's also in there as well. Uh, Lastly, we have Brother Shakur. You got about. We got about five minutes left. We got to get off right at 10 because I got to hop on this Zoom call. Yes, sir. Shalom, Lincoln family. There's so many things when the message is talking about the relationship between men and women. And you know what I'm going to say, Brother Ben? That's why you study your lessons because one of the most prolific ones is in Lost Farm. Listen, lesson number two, when it say, what make rain, hail, snow, and earthquake? It said the earth represents a woman. This way you got to know the relationship between the flag, sun, moon, and stars. The sun represents the man, the moon represents the woman, and the stars represent the children. Because every star has the ability to be either be an earth and or a sun. That's a man, uh, a, a, fee, uh, a girl, or a boy. So it said the earth is covered in three-fourths of water. That's why you always see the sisters rocking three-fourths of clothing. That's why you got to study that. Now it says, now... The sun, sun having to attract the power on our planet while our planet making the rick speed of 1,037 to one-third miles per hour. That woman, a man is like the sun. He's slow. A woman operates at a higher pitch and vibration than a man. A man only, like the sun, he only make a one-degree shift every 72 years. That's why when the sister talking about neurology, when you study your lessons, it's going to show you the science of everything in life, astrology, numerology, chemistry, physics. It's going to take you through all of that. That's why I say study your lessons. Now, in the end of that lesson, it say all of the above said is caused by the son of man because you, Ezekiel, say he the son of man. Jesus said he the son of man because you have life and death in the tongue. And by the way that you think, you cause everything to come into existence. That's why I say always set your mind on high and righteous things. And that's why if you go to Revelations uh, 22, 16, it say, I, Jesus, I sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root, the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. This is why the ministers say, well, they say, how are you able to link up the Christians and the Muslims and the Buddhists? Because he studied root knowledge. All knowledge come from one. All knowledge come from Allah. But you got to study. One is a mathematical computation. And that's why the culture is our self, Lord, and master. Because when you master the self, you kill out all those impurities so you can be at one with Allah. That's why you got to study. That's why you got to fast. That's why you got to have discipline. Teach. Those things are very important. 
And so with all that being said, the last point is that now take your notes out because this is studying, right? What kind of woman you going to deal with? Either you see the moon is equality. You either going to deal with an earth, a woman that you can talk to, that you can be nurturing because you have a knowledge of yourself and you on your mission, right? But you can also deal with a moon. We call that a dead planet. You can't tell her nothing. You can't say nothing to her. Da, 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 da. That's why brothers go through divorce because they haven't had the thorough knowledge of themselves and they don't even know how to go about picking a woman because a lot of times they end up with a moon instead of an earth. This is why a lot of people don't know this. That's why Adam's first wife was not Eve. His first wife was Lilith and she was disobedient. Meaning when you're obedient, that means you follow a person's instructions because you have a great respect and reverence for him. He had to put her out of the garden. And that's when he married Eve. But I studied. And if you don't study and take the time to go through Lilith and the XX chromosome and the Y chromosome and the science of pass and the science of attract, unlike attract, uh, uh, air like attract, unlike repel, you're not going to understand the science of twins, the science of pairs. And understand these things about how you got to go deeper in your knowledge. The baby knowledge is just the foundation. But when you go into this quantum mechanics, quantum physics, and you go into the Ethiopic scriptures and you start reading, these, these st this stuff is in code. And the only way you're going to be able to understand this, if you go through and you study your lessons, and it's going to take you through all of that, the physics, the biology, the chemistry. Because the XX chromosome is a woman. You're going to either deal with an earth or you're going to deal with a moon. And the Y represents the man. And that thing is deep. And then you're going through the science of twins. All right. Salam alaikum. Well, like Salam. Brother Shakir, we got to get out of here. But if you can put in the um, put in the chat where we can. You're muted. God dang it. All right. What about now? <laughs> you're good <laughs> all right if you can put in the chat for us brother brother shakir where we can find that eve part about the man i ain't never heard that lilla and i like how you put that you 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 didn't you done picked the moon instead of the earth that was deep uh but the but the lilith part if you can put that in the chat for us the scripture so we can study that uh inside the telegram i thank everybody for coming on again we got to go but uh tomorrow at 8 a.m central time 8 a.m central time same zoom link same passcode. Assalamu alaikum.